0: This is the Hayden Hayden podcast with your host Hayden. who's talking about Hayden time. Uh, welcome to the Mochi Mochi podcast. The coolest cat just got a podcast with your host Zach Hayden and Tim.
1: Woo, woo! I like that. Woo! That's woo. How,
0: that's how we do it. Woo! Rick wow. Flair.
1: Wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> You sound
0: like a Nickelodeon character and you scream like that. Or you're from Ed and Eddie.
2: So, it's been a running theme on the podcast about me not picking up the couch for our house. And it is finally in the house. We went to Zach's house and we got his couch out of his kitchen, out of the shed, loaded it up, and it is officially now... I'm glad that it's now out of my kitchen. And Are I- you, though?
0: I mean, I feel like you guys had a bond. Yes. Yeah.
1: Cue the photo of this fucking <laughs> couch in my kitchen. <laughs> look at it. Just look at it.
2: Oh just man. Look at it. For the for the audio listeners, there is uh the couch is in the kitchen with no cushions just blocking <laughs> everything. It the is the entire kitchen.
0: Kitchen. Yeah, no his his kitchen was the couch. Go his, to couch Mo- his couch was the kitchen.
1: Go to mochipodcast.com the couch is there. It's,
2: it's Yeah, it's, <laughs> the couch is also
1: there. <laughs> the couch is there. But um, just a ma- <laughs> just No, I I don't want to just brush this off. Just imagine for two months of your life, every morning, coming into the kitchen, saying, Hey, I want to... In the middle of the night, I'm thirsty. I want something out of the fridge. I got to move that fucking couch to get the bottle of water. Nice. Now I've got the bottle of water. Now I want to go back to bed. Now I got to move that fucking
0: couch again (laughs) to go back to bed. And now you're ripped as hell because you had to move that couch so many times every time you wanted to eat.
2: It works out. You burn the calories. I just see you walking into the kitchen and just, it's like a muscle memory now and you're just like, it almost is. It all, like I walk in and I'm like you trip over the fake s- ca- the non-existent couch. Something's something's not right here. It's something's the, wrong. And the then it's the ghost it step.
1: It's like <laughs> now that it's gone I'm like dude, this house is huge. <laughs> like I don't feel like I'm in like Linda's a room. pool house. <laughs> yeah, it feels big. Uh, d- take our studio and put that couch in here. It's, that's what it's, that's it's what weird, it would though, be
2: the size of the room.
1: Yeah, about yeah. But not even. You came and got the couch, but I still had to m- help you move it here. <laughs> That's I part of the a-
0: deal. I was at work. I'm sorry if I wasn't at work.
1: Of course I would have helped you. Yeah, I helped him move the old couch out, you know? Which I'm surprised. How did that go? That was that couch is heavy as hell. It is
0: heavy, but we... It was and, easy. No, Tim was also like, yo, dude, we got this. Couch is light. And he's like, all right, I'm going to take the trash out real quick. And I started picking it up, and I'm like, this couch is not light. This couch is heavy as... F-. Mm-hmm. But... I didn't know you take the cushions off. And yeah, you can play. take off yeah. the
2: tops on that one, so you can take all oh, the tops yeah. off. Oh, Yeah, ne- not nearly as bad. And, and then it that. fits perfectly through the door. I cleaned out the garage and then opened the garage and just dropped Shh. it in. It was easy.
1: Nice, nice.
2: Yeah, but so on our so my topic is not the couch, by oh, the way. Okay, that was just an update. So that that's what led to this. So uh, we had to stop in. Uh, thank you, Jimbo, for letting us borrow your truck. Um... But my topic really goes into physical media, okay? So as we're driving in Jimbo's truck, he doesn't have CD player. He doesn't really have anything. All he listens to is 105 The Eagle. Is that it? 106.9. 106.9 The Eagle. And it just plays classic rock. And I was thinking while we're in the car, because I'm a freak and I just think of random things like this. As like we're listening to like all these rock bands, and then Pour Some Sugar on Me is playing, and And Jimbo's like, "Pour (laughs) some." He just knows all the words, Sugar on Me, but with a little whistle in there. He
0: just turn. He 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 looks at Tim, and he's just like, "Turn it up."
2: (laughs) 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 Just bass boost. (laughs) I I was thinking of like these people are recording these songs in such a like an olden time, plugging into an interface. And then they recorded the audio. And if that audio wasn't good, you know, they just had to scrap it and do it again. There's no, like, Mm -hmm. just, like, going back and cutting it and redoing it. People creating music, like, back in the day versus, like, nowadays. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much the topic. Like, looking back and thinking, like, man.
0: It it almost makes me feel like it's more authentic, you know? Yeah. It feels like they were, maybe it was one or two or maybe even, like, ten tries to get the song right, whatever. And they might be tired, so that may be why some of the songs are, like, some of the older rock sound songs sound like so like just genuine and raw and just like really good. Um, I totally get that. It's like totally different music today. It's so easy to make, no matter like what your band is, whatever you could be like. We talked about how you used to record songs on like his old camera, upload that to YouTube with just the audio. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's that's like leaps and bounds above what they would do back in the day. Yeah, it,
2: it doesn't sound as good, obviously, but right. like it, it's the process is just so quick.
0: Yeah, and there's um, a lot of like. Music, pe- people make music so much. And it's like a lot of it could be just considered like just throwaway just to make music in general where a long time ago is more of a process.
2: So like I have a, I have a, um, we're going to go up and record Gimmick, which is the little uh, hardcore band I'm doing. We're going up to record with Kevin, the, the little four song EP. And when I went up there, I recorded all the songs, just rough guitar tracks. He gave them back to me so I can come here and practice and we can all practice and key it out and have it all done. And if you think of, like, ACDC, Rush, Black Sabbath, nah, they, they're just a bunch of random dudes, no internet, no cell phones.
0: Just rock and roll, baby.
2: They just literally was playing, like, a rock band, like a like a pub. Hey, here's my demo tape. I think Iron Maiden, if I remember, they got signed off of just, they were just playing a regular gig and gave a, te- a tape to some guy in the back that was, like, a record producer and...
0: That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Some I saw a little, the hills. I saw a post about uh the killers talking about the the first time they ever played uh Mr. Brightside was in a uh an open mic night at a bar for like ten people and I was like imagine like the one of the biggest songs of like the twenty first century just being the first person to hear that ever and like that's they didn't get like big until like another year after that.
2: I I also think it's crazy nowadays with uh. I guess rock bands are kind of in that way, too. Like, I, I remember watching on MTV, they had a story about Guns N' Roses. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the story of Guns N' Roses, but Guns N' Roses did that music video, um, Jungle. What's Welcome to the Jungle? Yeah, Welcome to the Jungle. They did that song and did a music video for mm-hmm. it, and MTV only gave them a time slot at 1 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And they're like they couldn't bring up close or anything. One in the morning. And they had to hope that enough people were watching MTV at night and just pray that it just blew them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, Guns N' Roses, they considered people like a, loved it. And then, you know, Welcome to the Jungle and then uh They
0: play it at like every sporting event now. <laughs>
2: yeah. So like like that's that would be like a part of like Media working in your favor, but still like the analog and the raw sound, like how people say m p three sound like garbage and waves sound better, or you can even get like a aif or you can really change like all these waveforms and people think they sound better but well, they like do. they do yeah. all the uh <laughs>
1: all the podcasts that we do record in a i f f um but it's 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 an uncompressed file, but the file is so big that we that the the uh, process that we use to distribute to iTunes and stuff, the file's too big to send it out over the web, so it has to be compressed down to MP3.
2: Yeah, which is like a problem with iTunes. Uh, I think I, I, don't, I think Spotify does the same thing too. It's uh, I, and also like I have another good example. So like for example, have you ever listened to Dr. Dre's like The Chronic or 2001? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we all know how incredible that album, those albums sound like. Dr Dre's production is incredible and to this day he still does analog he doesn't record mm-hmm. digitally at all everything nothing's physical anymore which is another thing like at Best Buy we start we stopped selling CDs mm-hmm. in July so like you can't buy CDs anywhere anymore, um, and then also at the weird time, vinyls are actually more popular than CDs. Like it's yeah, so it's remember, so weird in how the world works. I now. remember
0: seeing like whenever I used to go to Best Buy to buy CDs in the first place, and Best Buy, it like actual record shops at one point had like the biggest selection of CDs. They had rows and rows and rows. And you know, I would always that's how, that's where I got my first like Lamb of God album. Yeah, and the one you work at. I got Lamb of God. I got uh. Kill Switch Engage and As I Lay Dying albums all in the same day.
2: I don't know. It's just it's just wild nowadays. Just uh, especially when you go to studios all the time and you see like how how easy it is to just like, I mean, how many producers producers that can make twenty beats a day, and and they they all the beats can sound completely different. You just which, need one to hit. Yeah. Where back in the day, you had to go. Fi- you had to go to a record store, buy twenty to vinyls to sample maybe sample everything. Yeah. And the drums, the bass, da da da. That's why eight.
0: you would see older DJs with just like stacks and stacks and stacks of just LPs and stuff like that where they would sample. That's for such a DJing. cool
2: process, too, though. Yeah. That, that
1: would be to want to create something from samples. That's part of the fun is finding finding that one album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, the search, and you find, you're like, yes, like that's it. You had, uh, do you have anything else to go
2: off of? That's pretty, that's, pr- I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it. I just, I think. And as me and you being record lovers, like yeah. me and Hayden, Zach owns records too, but me and Hayden have like... Way more than I a, do. A, a solid collection. Mm-hmm. Like I love records, but I don't li- I don't buy records for listening to them. I buy them for the artwork. Because mm-hmm. the CD's cool, but CD was more for listening, not for the artwork. It's mm-hmm. more for the booklet as now mm-hmm. if you want it. Yeah, I but, get that. But as we move away from like digital, we move away from physical media to digital, I'm really wondering what's next especially with like how our world works like every it seems like every like three years something just like gets rid of something and then something else comes in Mm -hmm. and like it makes me worry about like youtube and google one day like what is (laughs) what's after youtube and google like thinking about that is like incredible like
0: until they collaborate into one being and they call themselves uh, yeah you Google or something (laughs) Well, they are G- the same. Go-to. Yeah, yeah. Google
1: bought YouTube. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, so... Whatever. Technically, but... I'm glad we're talking about... Me. Do you guys ever... For me, music is a go-to when I just need to like think about stuff. Nothing in particular, but like every night before I go to bed, I'll put, I'll put my headphones in and listen to something. It doesn't matter what it is, and I don't really care what it is. It just... When music is playing, it helps spark... Something that yeah. just kicks off my daydream or just, like, stuff it's to just, like, being think about.
2: creative.
1: See, yeah.
0: And I was going to, like, ask you because uh, last <coughs> night, speaking of, like, especially music you had never seen before. Last night we showed slat, uh, hardcore music for the first time. Oh, god! I didn't know if you were going to bring this up. So he showed him and, like, uh, Tim, Tim mentioned this. He was like, I love showing people music they had no idea existed before then. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome because we showed him Turnstile. And he was like, he saw like he saw a live it was a live video of turnstile and he saw like all the kids like stage diving and like everybody singing along and he goes, Is this real? <laughs> is this is this is crazy. What is this real? And I was like, Yeah man, this is real, this is really He was like, That's I kinda I kinda freak with that, yeah. yeah. And then we showed him Vane. <laughs> and Vane, I don't know if you ever listen to Vane, they're like the really like intense yeah, metalcore band. Yeah. And uh, he was like, Man, this is some real white folk shit. <laughs>
1: And Look, I it, could see that from we, somebody
2: who just has no idea. Yeah, he's like, this is aggressive but what started is on the way of driving him over here, uh, I, I was listening Trapped Under Ice and I just didn't change it before he got in the car and then uh, T.U.I. came on and, you know, T.U.I.
1: Mm-hmm. and then
2: he was just like he was like, man, you listen to everything mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, and then like he sees me, you know, clapping oh, blah, and, blah, 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 uh, hard parts
0: and then we also showed him Tricot Tricot And he he was like man, it's it's crazy when you think that like you find music that you had no idea that um ever existed and it like clicks with you. So I totally feel that like this past year we talked about music that I listened to the most. None of the bands I really listened to the most were like hardcore bands. It was all a different branch of things. Like it was it was Young Lean, and then number two or three was The Cure. Yeah. So it was like super different, and uh, I definitely for like as long as i've been alive really because my dad was really into music so he kind of went to music too for like inspiration or just relax or just for anything um so i kind of did that too from like age 12 and up really
1: i feel like i appreciate music more now that i'm older man when we were kids and it's like we went to shows all the time and we listened to hardcore music and that was it Mm -hmm. and all the other bands sucked like (laughs) I was so close-minded to everything, yeah. And now that I'm older, it's like, man, some of my favorite artists are country music musicians, and oh, yeah. I, and then I come to find out, like, I love like pop music, and then I've even ventured into like not so much dubstep, but like house music. And it's so like, to look at the music that I listen to now, if I was 16, look at me, and be like, what is, like, I was such an idiot I can, I can when relate, I was a kid. I can relate to that, too, because, like, I mean, me and
0: Sam, like, the first music, the first music you really got into was hip-hop, and you never really saw yourself getting into, like, metal. Yeah. And I'm the opposite. I was really into metal, and I, I was like, yeah, I like a couple of, like, Jay-Z songs, and that's it. And then, like, I never really saw myself getting into hip-hop as much as I do, so... And getting older, I never thought I'd see myself getting into like sadder, slower, uh, chiller music either. So, but I love it.
2: I don't think I even told you this, uh, because of Jimbo. Like, shout out Jimbo again. Uh, but I, I didn't get into rap until I was seven. So, when I was seven years old, uh, Tina was showing me pretty much she's yeah. I saw an Eminem show yeah. Ludacris. That's like, i like, shouldn't yeah. have heard that, but that's what I was listening to. But before that, I'm a big Skinner fan. Which a lot of people don't know, but like I love Skinner. Like I'll listen to Leonard Skinnerd all the time, like behind it, low key. Well, and, from uh, the South, you're obligated to listen. Yeah, because like Skinner's, Skinner's just good. That's just, that's just how it goes. And that, and I kind of like Zach Brown Band because it's kind of, it's not the same thing, but mm-hmm. like they have, they kind of like pull off the same vibe to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't really like country, but there was that one, you remember when uh, Mitchell went from being a scene kid to being a country <laughs> yes. boot wearing? Yes. Hollering, yeah, dude. Country boy. Auburn, Auburn boy. <laughs> yeah, he'd been a good boy. Well, I guess uh, good old boy. Yeah, uh, but like he completely like went into fishing and doing all that kind of stuff. And like, it's just because the summer of uh, summer just some one of the two thousands. He uh, we were just listening to it all the time, like driving, but for hanging out and stuff. And you know, Spring Sting just came out, Honey Bee by like. Uh, Blake Shelton, just mm-hmm. like the just the most generic like radio country or stadium ca- country, but you know that was just enough to like influence because he never kind of like listened to that stuff. Yeah, and uh, which I would say even with like riff raff, like r- riff raff and Little B started out like kind of as a joke. Respect Little B though, mm-hmm. but like it kind of started out as like a joke. But we actually like got more into it and liked it more and more the more we listened to it. Yeah. A young Lean's the same way, though. Like, Young Lean, when he started yeah. out with the 2002 Sad Boy, like... I can chill with this for sure. A lot
1: of stuff that I listened to, I was almost embarrassed to tell people that I listened to it. Because it was just that time of, like, yeah. if you went to shows and you hung out with these people, it was like, and the, the way that you dressed was it was just assumed that if it wasn't screaming in your face, you didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. To the point where, over the years, I started listening to country music several years ago. And funny story. Back when I was working for the AV company, uh, me and my brother were doing this job out on this softball field. We were hanging these big, like industrial speakers for the announcer to come on and do the play-by-play over, cast it out over the field. Well, we're up in we're in this uh, man lift, this bucket lift, just big enough for two people to stand in, and we're we're like maybe 50 feet up in the air, hanging these big speakers. Well, the these guys were building bleachers for the new field and they had a uh, radio blaring uh, country station and man if not every every single country song that came on i knew it so i got to where i'm just singing out loud and we're 50 feet up in the air and my brother's in the in this bucket with me, and he looks at me and he's like how do you know all these country songs like please stop you're torturing me <laughs> and just song after song after song and then you know after he said that i'm like damn like I do know
2: a lot of words. I know a
1: lot of country songs, like dang. And I was like,
2: I just embraced it. You know,
1: I was like, yeah, I listen to country music. I like country music.
2: Yeah, big deal. But you don't just like listen to it. It's more of like it came on to a point of where you knew. No, the songs. I do
1: listen to it. I have a I have a playlist. You'll appreciate. No, as this. it
2: started though.
1: As it started, yes. Yeah, Zax. now you do because yeah. you're into yeah. it. But Zax. before
2: that, you didn't like, that was like the realization where yeah,
1: like, yeah. anybody who follows me on Spotify, I have a playlist called Dude. Mud Holes and <laughs> Bad No Credit. No, yes. he has,
2: has Zach's infinite. Cowboy Hat Falls Down. <laughs> yes.
0: He has Zach's infinite playlist of just things you didn't know you needed. So I have a playlist on Spotify that's a uh, roller rink music from the like about that, 2000s. Yeah.
1: Dude,
0: and I, I'll never forget. I go back to that a lot. I'll never forget being in the car and you'd be like, bro, what do you know about this? And like, you were like, bro, I had to check this out, and I was like, this
1: is my shit, man. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's good. It's so weird. But back to this spawn, because, like I said, I listen to music every night before I go to bed just so that I can think, whether it's about stuff going on that day, stuff that's going to be going on during the week. If we have guests coming on the podcast, I try to think about questions and stuff that I can ask to make a good episode, think about different episodes that I need to edit, think about stuff I need to do on the—just like— Music is like my go-to like thinking thing to the point where my dad got us tickets to see Steve Vai at the, down here in Birmingham. And Steve Vai is this, how, jazz guitar player? I don't know anybody who wouldn't know who Steve Vai is. He
2: is a, he is a guitarist that is like. He, he has a full band, but it goes by him, and yes, he's, just, he's, he's just incredible. He makes really, really... He's like the
1: best guitarist. Like Everybody was like... Anybody who wanted to be a guitarist looked up to that guy and was like, I want to be like like Tosin Abasi yeah. is, is somebody I think about who was... Steve Vai was like the man. So anyway, Steve Vai was playing a show here in Birmingham with the uh, Alabama Symphony. And so he, he was playing solo, and then the symphony was backing him up. And it was beautiful because I've, I think I went to a symphony a lot in elementary school for, like, field trips and stuff. Yeah. But since to. I'm older, I've never gone. And Lakes tried to convince me to go to some because he likes symphony music, too. So my dad gets his tickets and we go. And while we're sitting there, the symphony starts to play. And it's just this beautiful, like, elegant music. And then they're playing and warming up, getting ready for Steve Vai to come out. And I just get lost in my thoughts. And so I'm sitting there listening to this music to where I should be sitting there appreciating the music. But um, it's triggered this this thing mm-hmm. where I'm automatically, boom, in my, my mind. And I'm just like thinking about stuff. And before I know it, Steve I has already come out. Everybody stood up and clapped. And, oh, yeah, Steve Vai's here. And he starts shredding. And I'm just sitting in my seat just like totally off in space because it's like triggered this thing and then i came to and i'm like oh sh-. and then i stand yeah, up and
0: start clapping and stuff which is what music should do it should trigger some kind of emotion well i'd say emotion in you to be like oh and it feels like it's almost appreciating it in, in your own way
1: yeah yeah so, not to be like oh no they sucked. it was like it exactly, triggered yeah. this this mood for me
0: yeah, that was especially like symphony music is like a really emotion driven Style of music, everything about it is like melodramatic in the way it should like be, like
2: opera, like yeah, opera yeah. is perfect, like that. Right, you yeah. uh,
0: mentioned, mentioned, like symphony, and like it was a little while, like a couple of weeks ago. I think about this sometimes, Tim, because like you look on your face when you saw this, you just couldn't believe it. But, um, Hosanna, no, it wasn't that, that too, though. <laughs> you're just like, what the f- is this band? And walked out. No, uh, speaking of like a, having like a symphony or like, a like uh, something like that, like something really, really grand sounding thing watched a live uh, Demu Borgir video of them playing this huge festival. They're a black metal band, and they have a full acapella band and a symphony orchestra to play with
2: them. It's wild, wow. dude. Wow. Yeah,
0: and I remember, I was like, I knew about this. I know about a good deal about black metal. I was really into it for like a year, and how like ridiculous and extreme the genre could be. Looking over at Tim, and Tim was just like, in awe. he's like,
2: yeah, I imagine... It's, it's I, insane, it I is imagine crazy. Imagine a death metal band comes on the stage and there's like, there's five of them. And then a curtain opens up behind you and it's the, the, the Alabama Symphony, just right there, just right. Heel, like right. multiple horns, brass. Just drunk, huge band. And that guy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, That's how it was at Steve Vai. Steve yeah. Vai would play,
2: but he was going off the... was it, the conductor? Not the conductor, yeah. but the... yeah. At the same time, though, know, Steve I like he just doesn't mess up. He just literally he's he would
1: the symphony played and he would just shred and just like
2: because that it's sounds Steve awesome. I. Yeah, who wants to hear him not do that?
1: So the the show's over and my dad looks over and he's like, "So what'd you think?" And I was like, "Dude, it was awesome!" Like, like Steve I is great, and the fact that I got to see him in person is awesome, but for me the symphony was the best part because it triggered that for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I get home and I tell Lake about it because um the Alabama Symphony played at Sanford University, one of the universities here in town, and they play along with the Harry Potter series. And so you go into the the main theater and they put Harry Potter on the big projection oh, screen dude. and then the symphony play sits below. And anytime there's a big orchestral, they play along with the entire movie. So I come to find out they do this with Home Alone during the holidays. And then there's even one that does it with the Star Wars series. Yeah, I was going to say they better do Star Wars. And so I told Lake, and Lake was like, man, he's like, I've been trying to get you to, like, because l- Lake had invited me to do the Sanford one for Harry Potter. I'm like, I'm not really a Harry Potter fan. Like, I'm not really into it. What about it? the Video well, Game Orchestra downtown? Uh, I'm not like
0: the video biggest game har- orchestra.
2: orchestra. Mm-hmm. You can talk. I'll Uh, I'll look it up. I'm not the
0: biggest Harry Potter fan. My sister's a humongous Harry Potter fan. So, like, all the time at our house when we were growing up, she would always just have the movies on just at random times. And, Mm -hmm. like, uh, if not for seeing Harry Potter with that kind of music, uh, I know you guys don't really care for Lord of the Rings. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Like, if I could see, like, either The Two Towers or Return of the King, or any of those movies, really. Not the (laughs) Hobbit movies. The Hobbit movies are eh. The Lord of the Rings movies, though, I'm like... Huge on. I love those movies. If I can see those movies with like a
1: live, symf- live symphony orchestra. Yeah. Those so we movies. talked about it. If, if anything like that happens again, we're going to go. Yeah. Or hell, even if the Alabama Symphony, because they just play shows and it's, it's super intimate. It's an experience that I did not expect to have thinking I was going to see Steve Vai. To sit down and have this because you're sitting like four rows away from like 20 people on stage all playing their individual instrument that just makes this beautiful sound. For me, it was very intimate and very... It was, an, it was beautiful. It's an experience. Right. And it, and it, like I said, not to discredit or to say that I just zoned out, but like it, it just it triggered something in me that I did not expect at all. And then before I knew it, the show was over. And I'm like, man, that was so... Like I embraced it in like a completely different way than I thought I would have.
2: Yeah, that's good. So. Though. Video games live is uh, going to actually be the BJCC February eighth, but it they it's a full orchestra that plays all the famous video game music. Okay,
0: do they play Final Fantasy seven? Uh, they probably will because that soundtrack is incredible. I wish
2: I I need that. Marshall actually went to one. He said it was incredible. He went there like uh, I think six years ago, and he said it was incredible. It plays every year, but like you just hear. All your famous orchestra related video game music. I mean, that be really Play cool. with a full band, And which, mm-hmm. which you think you, you think you know Steve I songs? Well, you definitely know video game songs. Right. Because, I mean, they'll yeah. play Uncharted and you know Uncharted's a full. Yeah, orchestra. that would be sick.
1: That would be so good. Yeah. Too bad you'll be gone. Yeah. Well, speaking of music uh, and, and artists and people that I look up to and music that I do like, mm-hmm. of all the people to show up in little old Birmingham, Alabama. Before uh, you leave, before I leave, uh, yeah, big chocolate has uh announced a show. I thought you were gonna say me and little Ol, are you playing a show? No, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh, no, Cam has he's he's announced a show th- one spot here in Birmingham and it's like 15 minutes away from the house. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, Hayden can't go though,
0: unfortunately. I would love to go, I've never been to anything like that before, but like me, I mean, neither. I'm not, you no, know, it's just like because. I have though, and I was trying to think about. I tagged you in that uh, disfiguring the goddess thing on like Twitter or something, whatever. And that was my first exposure to Cam and his stuff at first, whatever. And I think I binged like a lot of Cam's early videos, and then I saw him doing stuff on Warp Tour. That was when I checked his music out. Mm-hmm. So, like, up till then, I was into extreme like metal music at that time too. I had never heard like any dubstep or anything at all. So like Big Chocolate was my first like kind of introduction to like that style of music.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would never go to those shows like. Unless it was like really him, because I, right. I like him a lot.
1: Yeah. The, of, of the music that he, I mean, I enjoy his music, but he did these daily videos back through like my high school years, he, vlog style, really before vlogs were vlogs. And I just appreciate that guy on, on so many more levels than just his like artistic, like his musical sense, just him being him. And so I'm, I, but I don't know how this show is going to go because, like, you're just Tim gonna... Tim went to saw him at like Warp Tour, but this is an actual. It's like a
2: dubstep bar. Yeah, that's you're... what they market it as. This is like a rave bar. Yeah, you're going to walk in, and it's going to start playing, and then you're going to space out, and then you're going to wake up and start <laughs> clapping. And I'm like, Hey, he's done playing. He's you just done... missed it all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'm super excited because he started. He he did these daily videos. And then he dropped off and he kind of fell off the internet for like two or three years. He was still putting music out. But again, like I said, I, I wasn't really, mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan because of his music. I was a fan because of him. So when he stopped making videos, it it really sucked mm-hmm. because that was like my daily content. Mm-hmm. And so kind of like not saying like growing up with him, but like him being such a big part of like my high school years. And then I graduate and he's just kind of like disappeared. It kind of sucked. Yeah. I feel. We started making, making his daily videos again and putting them out and he did a big update as to why he stepped away. Much respect to him for that. But he started talking about, um, how he kind of fell into reading and how reading was a big, it, it helped him cope with a lot of things and get through a lot of things. And me too. I I read I counted it. I read like 12 books last year, which isn't a lot, but for someone who doesn't read, 12 books was I can't read. For me so. it was <laughs> Tim can't read. <laughs> so one he day. uh Words. he put this video out. He's like, yeah, he's like I turned to literature and I, and he did this video where he talks about um he gives his suggestions on books. Yeah. And so immediately I was like, "Man, I wonder if he's read one of my favorite books." I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ship it to him. Well, then like two days, I ordered the book, and then like two days later, I come to find out, he's coming to Birmingham, and so the book showed up, and so I, I'll actually get to give it to him in person. Yeah, hell yeah. So I think that's pretty sick. That hey. is awesome. Hopefully, he's not like. <laughs> thanks, dude. Yeah, how this are <laughs> in the woods. Yeah.
0: But... <laughs> I was also thinking, uh, talking to a, uh, talking to one of my coworkers. Where I showed him the show, and he's listened to a couple episodes, and like, I was talking to him about like a. Uh, Saw him at Comic Con last year, he Cosplays. He talks about anime with me and stuff like that. And uh says he likes the show a lot. He listens to he listens on like the podcast app on iPhone, I wanna say. But yeah. We're on a lot of those. Yeah. We're on like 15 different Yeah Yeah. Um He was asking me like which apps we were on and I was like, if there's a podcast app out there we're probably on. them. We're on all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um But he he was he was like along with like this question and like a couple others that we don't have to go over. He was like, "What other like uh like internet uh personalities have you followed like over the years? Like for you, it was Big Chocolate,
1: like Ham. Is there anybody else? Uh, kind of growing up. Is that what yeah. he was asking? Or people that we watch now? Just like I consume a lot. Growing YouTube up and today, I cut the cable, cut the cord, so I don't pay for cable. Internet's my go-to. Right, safe. same. And YouTube is like my YouTube's Everything. how I consume it media we're like the youtube generation well, like here in the past year or so youtube's implemented you can actually go on the youtube app and see how many hours of content you've consumed Not that week that. don't because i look at it and i'm like Not oh my that. god hayden
2: yours is gonna be because you just let it run so yours is gonna be so,
1: sometimes yeah yeah if, i'll show you after how you can go in and, just to see because it shows how many how many hours you've watched today yesterday and then the past week and it's a lot so yeah youtube being my go-to media I, i'll watch a lot of internet personalities but growing up people that had an impact on i mean cam every day for sure but this is back when like shay carl was doing a bunch yeah. of videos and stuff That's which i know line. how to so i won't jump into that but probably mitchell davis because he was kind of in his prime back in the day for
0: all of us rooster teeth
2: yeah uh,
1: exactly. Not for me. I didn't fall into rooster teeth till until after universe. I almost fell out. Of it. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, I was I was probably <clears throat> eighteen or so when I fell it into was, rooster teeth.
0: I, I started watching like rooster videos in high school, and I felt like I was the only kid there until one day I saw like a football player. He had a uh, um, he had a red versus blue shirt on. And I was like, that's so freaking sick. I had no idea anybody else in like the school even like knew about that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. c- coming out of high school, I was I, was, I realized rooster teeth was like he was a lot bigger than I thought it was, and it's only gotten bigger since then. But
1: yeah,
0: yeah, this is
1: in the prime of like MySpace days. Other than people at shows, I didn't have any close friends who just watched YouTube, and so one channel in particular I used to watch daily vlogs um, was Charles Trippy, mm-hmm. and he did videos every day. And it wasn't until my brother moved out to California and I flew out there to see him, there was a girl wearing a CTFXC, a Charles Trippie hoodie. And it's the first time I ever saw someone else wearing something that, like, shit, I know what that is. I watched that too. And I wanted to go up to her and say, That's awesome. "I, I watched that too. But being this nervous little kid with no friends thinking I'm the only one on the planet watching these videos, I didn't go say anything, but that's when it like, hit, like something in me was like, this is okay. Like this is, you don't have to be like embarrassed or yeah. something like, oh, I watch I've these had, YouTube videos. Yeah. Like
2: buying a, a big white V-neck that, you know, has a, a coffee mug with like Kool-Aid in it. And you know, no one ever bought something stupid Julian, like that. Julian
1: Smith. Yeah. Back in those days. <sighs> I was trying I to think of... You.
0: Trying to think of like older YouTube, uh like Mitchell Davis for sure. And I was talking to you guys. I don't know if you guys Dustin said he remembered uh Make Me Bad 35, and he was a guy who used to make like just funny, like stupid videos. Um, back then, and I was going through like some of his videos, and some of his videos are so old that it was like to upload your profile picture on YouTube at one point, you had to upload like your thumbnail as a video. Or like like if you want your profile picture on YouTube. had to be a video format and you could use that as your profile picture so he has like a three second video of just a picture of his face and he used that as like a profile picture that's what that's how old some of his videos are i watched him uh mitchell davis and and those guys kind of like influenced my humor from like a little like when i was younger um did you guys ever like Ray, ray william
1: johnson
2: no no i never liked him either (laughs) i remember those days so i didn't Ah, yes
1: yes because he he showed good videos no 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 no, no. i'm not even going that far he did he did the was it called equals three yeah yeah but then he did a vlog i just like vlogs he did a vlogging called breaking breaking nyc yeah and those that's when i was like okay i'm in like i enjoyed this content Yes, because that was like I never my saw that was my end for him. Yeah, I never that saw was better those. than
2: his show. But uh which I this guess sucks, now man. this is really weird because like we're gonna talk about a lot of YouTubers that I just like all almost all the ones I'm gonna say have flack now except for like one of them. Oh, but I mean, uh, I'm remembering some now. God oh damn it. yeah, me too. So oh. we'll, keep, we'll keep going. So we'll keep going. my my I know what all mine are. So Shay Carl for sure because yeah. Shay Carl.
0: I know all my favorite YouTubers by name.
2: <laughs> I mean Shay Carl for sure, just because Shay Carl. He had one of the best vlog channels of all time. He was such a good personality. I don't remember who that is. He, he uh, and then he was all, I did the Shay loss. Shay
1: Shay Carl for anyone who doesn't know Shay Carl was a, a daily vlogger, and his big thing was he family. did this thing. He did this thing called Shay loss, and he documented him losing weight. And the steps that he took every day, just a normal, average Joe guy, and he was just real. It wasn't like a training video. It wasn't like, these are the steps you got to take. He's like, I'm just a guy who's overweight, and this is what I'm going to do to lose weight. And, and this, is what, this is how I'm going to do it. And Tim followed and I our vlogged. mad respect
2: to I that. vlogged all 30 days of it, too. Oh, you actually did vlogs yeah. and stuff, too? Yeah, hashtag Lose Olson twin. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I remember all this stuff, but yeah. like him and then Philip DeFranco. I uh, yeah. was a big Philly D fan. Uh I was a big uh, Shane Dawson fan because Shane Dawson was... I I don't know, man. It was like just part of sketch comedy. Ryan Higa. I still watch him all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: he, dude, he was... Their videos were always He was number
2: good. one. He was number one.
0: Yeah. Um thinking... Do you guys remember the I'm a banana video from way back in the oh, day? Onision. Onision. I watched it I, too. I liked, I liked Onision for a while, then I watched his Speaks videos and I realized he's a narcissistic he, asshole he's crazy and yeah. a piece of shit. And I was like, no thanks, you ruined me ever wild. watching any of your sketch comedy videos. And uh, a guy that was actually like, what is it? Like a fake troll on YouTube? Uh, Copper Cab? The guy that was like... Oh, he was... I watched wow. I watched all his videos and I was like part of me was like there's no way this is real there's no way this is real he's
2: joking but he didn't." He... <laughs> we going to watch this music video after this dude what they, they also fake.
0: they also fake that he like got his account hacked and like he was trying to get it back he had to do all these stupid videos to get it back and like part of me was like there's no way this is real yeah. but it's so stupid i want to believe it's real and he finally he I think he finally came out and he was like yeah it was all it was all a joke
2: yeah, so. and then I, th- I think of, like, um and then as, as like, we got older and we had, like, all these things, there there was, like, I think one of my favorite things about YouTube is when people started collabing with each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh th- so there's two, I, you haven't heard these in forever, Zach, I don't know if you remember, Black Box TV, which Black Box TV is the original Black Mirror, pretty much. It was a guy who made these really scientific, kind of, like, horror S like weird little series on YouTube. I don't know if you remember them. Uh, remember Philly that. D was in the first one, and then there's the station. Yeah, this, with Casem G. Yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the station. Like the station was, but was going to be like huge. Was going to yeah. be huge, but they no one can make it work out. Yeah. Um, but unlike YouTube, if you do like the Mochi podcast, uh, you can give us five stars. So. Oh, Oh, yeah, rate them five stars. And
0: hit that bell. Yeah, dude. That wasn't there back in the day, but now it is, so you get all the notifications. So
2: hit the fucking bell. So we're coming towards uh, the halfway point of the Emoji Podcast, and I would love to tell y'all about this lovely ad space that we have. Oh, yeah, we're actually going
1: to do a a live read this week.
2: I don't know if you watched.
1: There's a guy, Dan Brown. Dan Brown. Brown. Danny Brown. He went and bought Pogo. I'm Danny Brown. He went by Pogo. Bats
2: just passed it by. Yeah. What?
1: Pogo. He went by Pogo Bat on YouTube. Oh. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. He used Pogo to do the like clown. these kind of vlog style stuff, and then he really kicked off this thing. It was gonna be called Dan 3.0, which was like groundbreaking back in the day. He was gonna take the YouTube community, and by for the for the next year of his life, the YouTube community was gonna dictate where he went, the stuff that he did, and pretty much how his life was gonna be played out. And so he gave up his lease on his apartment and he left his job. And so every week he would upload a video and he'd say, okay, guys, this week I'm in San Francisco and I can either A, work an internship at a, cop- at a coffee shop, B, I can go uh, help at this homeless shelter to feed homeless people, I can- and he would just give options. And then people would vote that week and then the next week's video would be him doing that. And then after that, he'd be like, okay, now I want to go from San Francisco to Arizona. Do I, A, buy a plane ticket and fly there? Do I, B, uh, rent a car and drive across the country? And, and then people would vote, and then he would do that. And he did it. And I voted on a lot of the stuff that he did week to week. And it lasted for <laughs> about a month and a half or two months and then just completely fell apart. Because he was like, I'm broke. He was like, man, he was like leaving your life to up to chance for just people on the internet seems like oh yeah and then if you don't want to do something you just don't do it he's like but when he put such a spotlight on it to where everybody was like everybody had something to say after about like two months it just maybe maybe longer than that maybe like five months it just fell apart do
2: you, do you feel like it's um i would say Kind of like a presidential debate, you know, no no presidential debates 100% one side, zero the other. Was it like that where people get mad that they didn't win or something?
1: Yes and no, because I, I want to say at the time, too, he was in a relationship and that had a lot to do with it, too. The whoever he was dating was like, look, hey, break up with her. <laughs> <laughs> B, yeah. And so I, I've. Uh that happened like in the early 2000s and I kind of fell off of it cuz he kind of disappeared after that. Then he came back. He got like got a job at like Fuse working for Fuse Network Ooh, on, Fuse. on TV okay. and then So yeah, anyway, that's just a, a channel I used to watch that I don't anymore.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I I mean, Julian Smith was like the same thing. Like Julian Smith, I thought Julian Smith was going to be like one of the biggest YouTubers. To like really ever exist, he was he had stuff going viral that shouldn't have i guess really right yeah he was was on it he just uh, he had the quality
0: remember fred yeah you couldn't get away from fred's videos back in the first front page every single day
2: the crazy thing is is logan still making all that money like from those videos i believe it
0: and uh you guys remember annoying orange front page of youtube every single day (sighs) never thought those videos were funny it was little kids on YouTube thought those videos were funny.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, it's it's weird now even in the, the format of like how- They had movies, dude. Video, yeah. There's Fred movies on Nickelodeon. But those were back in the days that if you got over, it was like
1: over three or 500 views on YouTube, they'd put you on the front page.
2: Yeah. Because Tim and I used to
1: spam. We talked about <laughs> this- in at F5, it, F5, F5. Yeah. At some of the earlier Mochi episodes, Tim and I talk about our kind of YouTube- Career experience because we both had YouTube channels. We had twelve. YouTube I had channels. a YouTube. <laughs> I had a YouTube channel that ended up getting deleted because it was inactive for like three years, and then YouTube deleted it. But that channel had all of my viral videos, viral in the sense that those videos were getting like over two hundred thousand views. Those were videos that were getting put on the front page. This is back before you could ever make money on YouTube. We were just making like dumb videos just for fun
2: yeah, yeah you couldn't eat, we didn't even get money
1: but i think tim still has his youtube channel that he had back in the day that used to have all the viral hits right because you had some videos with yeah like, we're not
2: going to mention the name of it because i don't want people that's to fine but how many views did it have like uh views let me right. make a check
1: that was viral back in the mm. day like there weren't a million people even going to youtube daily for to get a million and views. when like when
0: videos yeah when when vid- start, videos started hitting like the millions people were like whoa it was a big deal it was a
1: huge deal
0: yes it's like a million people watched this and it was just like because uh i think the first million view video i saw was dramatic hamster Mm -hmm. and i thought it was like so funny but it's just like a really shitty edit
1: or the uh the evolution of dance that (sighs) video evolution
0: of dance and also the guy with all the t-shirts on and then there was also i mean weezer made a whole music video about like these the youtube videos they got like the first million hits whatever and then there was a and then I remember, uh, speak like a little like a little ways away when like a uh, Gangnam Style came out, mm-hmm. and that was like one of the first videos that hit like a billion views, and people yeah. that, that was a huge deal because back
1: in the day there weren't so many people like if if you hit a million views everyone knew about it. Yeah. Nowadays there's so many YouTubers with five million plus subscribers that I've never even heard of yeah, and I see their videos I'm like who who are you and how do you have this big of a and like
0: officially licensed like uh, record labels have like music videos come out there like super high quality just get like yeah. that'll get like 10 million views in a day yeah. and it's just like it's not the same it's not that it's the
1: same community it once was where like they, they
2: deleted could, it by the way the video.
1: I'm they, not surprised with how YouTube is these days. Yeah. At all. But. They didn't
2: delete one of the other ones, but yeah, they deleted. If it doesn't
1: get a view in like a year or something.
2: Yeah. Well, but. these are eleven years old.
0: Yeah. Well that's well that's also crazy because uh the make me bad 35 videos. I was some of his videos were like twelve and thirteen years old, and I was like, oh getting the old man. But YouTube uh personalities I follow today, uh I mean, I've talked about uh, L.A. Beast. Watch- mm-hmm. He doesn't put out videos as much as he should, or I would like to. He does live streams every now and again. Been following mm-hmm. him since the beginning, and uh, basically have like Anthony Fantano, just because like, I like to hear what he has to say about music, and he has like uh, him interacting with like people on the internet is also he does. He that's a big part of his channel now. That's always interesting, and then. Uh, Digibro, which he does like uh let's plays as well as like anime analytic like an- analytic videos. It's always interesting to see what like his video. His also videos are pretty like non biased about how he kind of states the facts on certain anime about why it's bad or why it's good. Mm-hmm. So it's like always good to see something like that in a new light. But that's like the big three I still like watch on the regular, and uh, uh like Oni plays and Game Grumps. I watch their videos yeah. all the time just because it's like they nail it on the head for like my. Uh,
1: Tasting comedy. Do you, you
2: remember? Gangrums is 100% the most consistent mm-hmm. out of any channel I've ever watched.
1: I remember sure. showing you them, being like, yeah. hey, dude, have you heard this channel called Gangrums? You Sp- should watch the Goof Troop Do you re- series. That was, it's still my favorite series. Do you remember back again in like the early 2000s of YouTube, Rhett and Link? Mm-hmm. They've blown up now, but this is yeah. way before they blew up. They used to, they would upload stuff on YouTube, but they would put all their stuff out first on their website. And so you'd have to go to Retin Link's website and you'd have to download the video to watch it. You couldn't watch it direct on their site. And so I remember seeing Retin Link's videos on YouTube like a couple of days after I'd already watched it, being like, oh, I, like that feel good. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I've seen this video already because I downloaded it. Sure I hadn't. Uh, Go go ahead.
0: Ahead. I was gonna say Rooster Teeth was like that too when their early videos. They were like, if you want to see the video like a day early, go to roosterteeth.com and check it out. We got it over there. So they were trying to like promote oh, the website. They still do that. They, yeah. still they still do
2: that. Patreon now too yeah. for most people.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of, yeah, Digibro has a Patreon for like early videos and uh, certain people have like certain podcasts to go. I've been thinking about subscribing to certain Patreons, but I'm like, I've never done it before. And I don't know if it's worth it, you know.
1: Hmm. The, it just depends on who it is, like means I did the five dollars for
2: rooster teeth
1: yeah, wizard? I was a uh, sponsor yeah. rooster teeth spon- until they racked up the prices on it, but uh if you were a sponsor through the r t the rooster teeth website you got you got to watch the podcast live and you could actually watch it live and then it wouldn't hit like YouTube to like four days later,
2: yeah, and oh, so that yeah. was
1: a cool part of it.
2: But that was it that's all um, that's all I would ever do. I still didn't even watch like that day series they had day Z yeah it was
1: pretty good um but it it- it gave you special perks too if you went to r t x every year, so that was nice to be they took a company that has stood the test of time when it comes to YouTube and actually making a name for themselves and stuck around you- uh rooster teeth has really you know they planted their flag like they yeah kind they, of paved uh, the way
0: for like a lot of YouTubers in the, yeah. and like in the video game and like they created kind of sense, an yeah.
2: anime too that's yeah. like cosplayed and in every R- Best Buy Ruby
0: is huge like and even in like the anime community where it's like American made it's still big
2: Ruby's good man
0: I watched like Ruby's
1: the first good. two it might episodes not look good it might not look good but the story is there and I you know me I'm so quick to turn crap off and Ruby the first <sighs> I didn't know that I could watch Ruby on their website in high quality because they uploaded it to YouTube in 480p. And so I watched. For someone who turns crap off, I watched like the first two, does. the first two seasons on YouTube in 480, because this, this that story is very, very. Through the first three seasons, after like season three, it kind of falls off, but. The first
2: three It seasons. starts looking better, but it sucks. And yeah. It kind of falls <laughs> yeah, off. I like
0: how you're like, for a guy who turns shit off, it's so true, because you're really hot and cold about most things where I'm like, is that how you think about this? You're like, no. Is that how you think about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. I'm, I'm
1: getting better. There's, a, there's at, nothing wrong with
0: that. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: But there also is, too, because just like when I was a kid, so easy to write stuff off like country music or dubstep or, or whatever. That I I missed out on all this stuff that I appreciate so much now, and so I try not to do that, but it's still like in me. Like if I'm not invested in like the first fifteen minutes, I do like I'm like just turn it off, please turn. It
2: I was off. really glad that you just watched Kids on the Slope Everything like I this really. week, <sighs> which
1: that's a whole another discussion we can get into because that is a great show. Well, how long do you guys want to go for? That is a great. show. I just don't want to spoil
2: it for him though. Uh,
0: I gotta finish Tamako Market and I'm almost done with that but I also gotta watch the movie we'll
1: get into that to a different episode because we'll talk about the AWA thing yeah we can make that it's own
0: episode I like talking about YouTube we right have a now, future dude. yeah dude talking about YouTube we could go on forever we got another future anime episode just fair warning to people who don't <laughs> give a <laughs> shit
1: so people except for Linda so YouTubers you're subscribed to like today that you go to today
2: so Gang Grumps uh, Peter McKinnon which is a camera guy uh, Matt uh matt davelli which is a another youtuber um for like he does like podcasts and he does like minimalist yes yeah, you talked like about that. him before um uh i still i do only plays um anthony fantano kind of but you're not like you
0: don't watch any of his like let's argue, let's agree videos. Yeah, I don't, Those videos are really good.
2: It's really, it's actually more selective nowadays for me because I have, like, the normal stuff, but, like, what I do is I edit music videos, but I put the stuff in the background. Like, someone the mm-hmm. other day is like, dude, man, you're knocking these videos out. And I was like, it's because I have stuff to watch while I do mm-hmm. it. There's no way I'm going to sit here and listen to a song a million times. I'll just put the song right. really low and start cutting. But, like... I, I I watch people's music videos like I always do. Uh I watch Let's Plays. But the thing is though I'm so caught up on stuff like I can't mm-hmm. really I think the best the best show that I've watched is I think Game Grumps be doing power hour It's probably been the best thing to come out in a long time. They make it entertaining. That,
1: they edit it really well. That has brought me back into Game Grumps. Yeah. Because I was as bad as it sounds, I was I was a John Tron fan. And so it really kind of it left a bad taste in my mouth when JonTron left and Danny came in. And I really resented, you know, Damn. Danny not for anything that he did, but just I was so used to the dynamic that John and Aaron had for game yeah. Grumps, And I didn't get that with Danny. And so I, was, I it would sucked because I introduced Tim and then he latched on. And then Danny came in, and I'm like, oh, I'm just out. I'm- but Danny's better than John. 100%. It is like, and and I go back. I don't watch the stuff that they upload daily, but it's it. I watch a lot of compilations that people make of like the best of like yeah. three hour long videos of just See, the best parts. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I can agree to that. Um, when talking about how when John Tron left was when uh, because on Oni plays it's just Chris, and then they had a Ding Dong and Julian and be Chris playing and then like having commentary over it for a while Ding Dong and Julian the other guys on the channel they actually work on video games themselves they make video games and for a while they'll go they'll go away and do their own thing with their what they're doing and he had like some of his other friends come on he's actually had John Tron on a couple of videos it
2: came up uh, he, <clears throat> 4 weeks ago he had John Tron mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. only place they
0: played like uh new grounds games is really funny they uh I'm not going to get into that <laughs> um uh he had like his friend uh Zach, uh, psychic pebbles and uh some of the guys that edit his videos come on the show with him and to me they're not like the chemistry that like chris and ding dong have on the show with julian like chris and ding dong are like super funny and they like riff off each other super well and ding dong's just kind of like goofy mm-hmm. with uh other guys zach and like uh i think another guy named lyle they come on they're not nearly they're not the same people of course so they don't feel like as like funny but like when and I showed you the video that had Zach on there, and Zach's the guy with like the really like nasally voice yeah, yeah. that you were like, "No, turn it off." <laughs> turn it I hated off. It, I hated him to begin with. <laughs> Once you like get used to him, he's he's really damn funny. So I totally feel that. And I was turned off to Only Place for a while, and I was like, "I guess Ding Dong and Julian aren't ever coming back." But they came back to do the some Let's Plays with him, and they've been really funny.
2: Yeah, my favorite thing with like Dan joining is Dan just is better in multiple aspects. Like John's better in in video editing but
1: yeah dan's a yeah. musician and right. he
2: can sing and uh you know um he just he just has this way different
1: aspect that was probably just i favored john over aaron to begin with in those videos and so when he was gone I felt like there was really nothing for me there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But John, has he's made a, his, a career for himself and as for YouTube channels that I'm subscribed to today and look forward to the scarcity of videos that come out. But when they do come out, they're quality. They're pretty good. Like, they're uh, really except good. for
2: the last one. You didn't the, like the last one? The Flex one? Tape 2.
1: <laughs> you remember, um, I know you do, Freddie W, <laughs> all mm-hmm. those sh- videos back in the day. And then Cordair. And- Cordor Corridor, Digital, yeah. which is who I'm still subscribed to today. They're bad. They, they, they do, a, again, I, I guess I'm more of like a daily vlog. I like daily vlogs because they do like a daily studio updates like every day. So I'm subscribed to them every we day. something new today. Somebody who really stood the test of time, uh, Jenna Marbles. I don't know if you ever watched mm-hmm. her videos. Yeah. Her, <laughs> back in the day, but dude. You didn't t- like her? She makes, she puts out a video every week. I've subscribed to her. Like Kermit. I have fallen into her and her boyfriend, Julian um jenna and julian i subscribe to his channel those are two people that like they're probably my favorite youtubers on the platform this past going into two years now like those are people that like of everything that's come and gone i feel like the content that they put out week to week is just right up my alley i love it and they've kind of transitioned they're transitioning out of youtube to do twitch mm-hmm, which really opened up twitch for me and as much content as I consume on YouTube these days, half of that content is consumed on Twitch and Twitch streamers. They have really opened up this whole new mm-hmm. platform for me of content that I consume. It's
2: awesome though. Like yeah. but I feel like that's that's something that me and you have always been like where we we would watch <coughs> we watch YouTubers and then we immediately would try to not imitate, but like we would Gravitate towards trying to become like, like, in the same light of like, how could we get to that point? Because we mean Zach wanted to be YouTube famous. That's what we wanted to do as a kid. That's mm-hmm. all we did. We recorded stupid videos, whether, and we
1: were. And then we just wanted to be I, Smosh. We didn't. We did Shout it. out. This was back in the day of Smosh. Like I said, the the videos that we were putting out were viral at the time, but. For me, I just let that channel go and like I didn't sign into it for like a year or so. I was always like, Well, this channel's not good enough, let's make another one and then it would get super popular. But really I should have paid attention to this one because after not signing in for like two years, YouTube declared it inactive right. and then they deleted all my popular videos. Yeah. And so I've we've always made YouTube videos and we've like you said, we've had like twelve different YouTube channels. Tim and I are all over the platform. If you just search hard enough, you can find us. But none of the videos that we tried to pursue now that we're older ever hit it like they did back in the day.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and I I look at it in the sense of back in the day of like Mitchell Davis days. Had I pursued videos that were getting like that were viral at the time, yeah, no, I could totally see myself being. Having a video yeah. popped
2: off and I mean, having like a career or whatever, because we would have had it had we stuck with it. And hey, I didn't even hear. I don't think Hayden mentioned even L.A. Beast, but like that's like uh
0: yeah, I did talk no. about it. Man.
2: But like L.A. Beast, I mean that's for example, like L.A. Beast doesn't make that much money. He can't make that much money on YouTube anymore. They're, they screw him over all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean that's why he does the live streams. Just, and when he like he he specifies this. He's like when I'm in my videos. I am the LA beast. When I'm on these live streams, I'm just Kevin Straley talking to people about anything. And I'll talk about personal experiences. He's done a lot of cool stuff. Um, That has n- like, like not food eating competitive related. He's done a lot of cool things. And he's like uh, loves to talk to people. So he does get money from those streams. And like people have tried to tell him to go to Twitch and like, he wouldn't really do anything on Twitch. Like he wouldn't be like a a video game streamer. But like he just likes to talk to people, so
1: he gets money from There's that. There's a whole category for that called just chatting. Just yeah. chatting for like kind of funny. They're their own entity, but they do a morning show every day, and they get Twitch subscription. Their whole yeah. Twitch channel, because once you're a Twitch partner, you have to stream a certain amount of hours every week. Yeah, and they hit that just by doing a morning show. Like they've created their own category on the platform, and so yeah, if if he were to pursue it, there's, there's I was remembering when, when
2: Colin was on there and Colin I think if I remember right, they said they make about thirty to thirty five thousand a week, like they're just like streaming donations and like
1: well, I'll say this kind of funny, just did their annual thing where every year they they do a twenty four hour stream and try and get an x amount of money for like the next six months to help because they're located in San Francisco, and everything's more expensive. Mm-hmm. And within like twelve out, and not even that. Within like six hours of their stream, they had hit fifty thousand dollars for like the next six months or something, and their goal was like a hundred grand. And so,
0: oh, that's kind of like when uh yeah no they make they make a lot of money. Uh, that reminds me, and one of the reasons that like uh Chris O'Neil Oni doesn't really go to Twitch that much, or like LA Beast doesn't go to Twitch, they're um. Their audience is on YouTube, Right. but they did do a stream. Like Chris and uh, Ding Dong did a stream on uh, Twitch, or whatever, to raise money for their friend who needed stem cells for like her uh, surgery or something like that. And they did like within like five minutes of the stream, they were like, they'd gotten like hundreds and like they were getting like into thousands. And they were like, okay, the money counter thing is broken. We're definitely not getting that much money. But in like fifteen minutes, their goal was like maybe like twelve thousand. And they hit, like, 25000 in, like, a seven-hour stream.
1: So, yeah. I yeah. used to think that... crazy. I man. used to think that Games Done Quick was huge because they did a week-long stream, and then after a week, they'd hit, like, a million dollars to donate to the Prevent Cancer Foundation. And to me, that was awesome, watching those streams every week. But then a company like Rooster Teeth does, like, a six-hour stream, and they hit, like, $2 million. And
2: it's like, whoa. Like...
1: Like, especially this year, watching Awesome Games Done Quick, I mean, I think they just broke, like, 1.2 million or and something. And the thing
2: is, the content doesn't even have to be good. Especially they do for that, Rooster Teeth. They, do, they will do that just, like,
1: because Rooster just hanging Teeth's out content, on the couch.
2: They have that core
1: audience, and yeah. they built me being someone who's kind of grown up with RT since, like, eight, 17 or 18. Like, they they get it when it comes to a fan base. and And having their own subscription model, like, you don't just sign up and pay $10 a month for Rooster Teeth content if they weren't doing if they weren't giving back to the community. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have paid $10 a month for this content when I could be paying for Netflix like they That's true.
2: And it's not 7 guys anymore. It's a lot like they, they have
1: awful. 4 over 420 employees now.
2: That's insane. Nice.
1: insane. 420 Yeah. So that's crazy. I just, YouTube Played such a huge role in mine and Tim's friendship. You remember the YouTube movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy. Not, uh, what was his When we name? went to the theater and watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of those YouTubers being Weezy Waiter.
2: Weezy yeah. Waiter. Oh, I did watch him too. Yeah, he was pretty good
1: too. He's got he he's kind of jumped back on the map. He'd never quit making videos, but he's just now putting out stuff that's gained more traction. And uh, I just recently resubscribed to his channel. Yeah. He's, he's putting He out was some like good stuff. when
2: like Vsauce and stuff like that was like really big. Yeah. I'm trying to think
0: of other ones who I was subscribed to, I might have to go back on my old YouTube channel because I have a new one, of course. I
2: have a lot, but I but had, When we were three. talking about like Ray William Johnson, I I didn't like him. I liked Toby Turner with the cute fell.
1: You really did like everyone who took a turn for the worst. Yeah, didn't you?
2: Did you guys yeah. Ever watch... They just all became pieces of. <sighs> shit. I did, don't yeah, get did. did you guys
0: ever watch Kev Jumba?
2: Yeah. yeah, he was
0: really funny. Like I said, like when, it, when you wanted like wholesome, uh, really quality content videos, it's just like an a, an average kid being like silly with his dad. Like, tada, yeah,
2: tada. yeah. You, you we we talked about Freddy for like a split second, but I had I was going to say with Freddy Wong, he was the first time where I I I saw YouTube progress into where it could be like movie esque, like right. they can. People now have the ability to like go to YouTube and like watch a person change like mm-hmm. how everything looks and then do special effects. Like it was mm-hmm. the first time, and, and then he made Garden Warfare or whatever that is, and kind of or Flower Warfare, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is this this. That's about
1: the time that they spawned into Rocket Jump. <sighs> Funny story: it was Freddie Wong and Brandon Latch, and they they ran the Freddie W channel. And about the time that uh, Video Game High School, this is show, the series that they put out that and uh, eventually ended up, they did three seasons and it got bought out by Lionsgate and was supposed to be turned into this huge thing, but I think they they dropped it. Um, the Freddie W YouTube channel then became a full-on production called Rocket Jump. And they had a podcast that I used to listen to a lot. They, they put that. out a lot of content. They still put out a bunch of videos that go viral that i don't understand why it goes viral because they're not that good but after they split i followed brandon because brandon then he spun off to make he started making video games and he makes a lot of the vr games and he he did this one game called duck hunt that i i may have talked about before but it's a vr experience it's it's like if you if you took the old NES game duck hunt
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the gun and then put that in virtual reality and you're actually in there with a the shotgun shooting stuff. Like he did that. He was he Ducks. really he really yeah. pioneered that aspect of VR. And mm-hmm. he's actually got a new game coming out either this year or next year that's that's gonna completely flip the script on VR. To the point to where you know how a bunch of games run on like the Unreal engine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He has built his own engine that now other games, like, this is the future. Other games will be built off of his
0: engine. Look out Bethesda.
1: He's been working hand-in-hand hand with Valve over at Steam. Oh, well, that's for good. Work- yeah. Yeah.
0: Those are the folks you want to work with for,
1: like, yeah. that kind of shit. So yeah. I I, fell off of Rocket Jump, like you said. Freddie W. kind of went.
2: Yeah, he, he, he ultimately might not make as much money that he was making, like, through YouTube. But but it, i would say that's more of a passion project that would
1: that's
0: progression in my yeah, opinion that'd yeah that would be
2: way progression because making i mean how many times can you make the same gun video where you do right yeah you hire the same team to come do stunts I mean y- corridor
0: you? does it you know, you yeah the, but they're bad this, you know this video this is um the guy is Zach from uh Only Plays whatever the guy with the voice you don't like whatever he made remember this video from like for Skyrim for air to the knee it's like 19 million views yeah, yeah, I remember that. Psychic uh, Pebbles was the one who made this video. I thought he friends with Chris. They made, like...
1: That makes me think back of the days of, like... Because uh, him and
0: Oni are animators. That's why they're friends.
1: Not Homestar Runner, but boom, Joe Cartoon. Homestar Runner, Joe Cartoon, Jib Jab. Do you remember any of those websites? No. Do you
0: remember... Oh, websites? That yeah. does ring a bell. Do you guys... Uh, this is back
1: like before Newgrounds or yeah. back when, like, Newgrounds or it was became a thing. It was like
0: Newgrounds. Newgrounds was around for a while. Yeah. Um, what was the pla- What was the thing that hosted like Doctor Tran and like those videos? It was like Mondo Media. Yeah, Mondo. Yeah, Mondo. Uh, Doctor Tran videos were really really funny for a long time, and then they got stretched out, and they were just like okay.
2: Happy Tree Friends.
0: Never cared for Happy Tree mm-hmm. Friends. Guess I'm now, There's guess. so
2: much content.
0: There really was. We consumed. It was a, lot a golden content. age, man. Like it's just not the same anymore. It wasn't the community anymore. Well,
2: now everyone does like reviews or reactions of reactions, which I didn't even mention. I li- I, li- I forgot to mention PewDiePie. Subscribe to PewDiePie, by the way. Um, like he needs like, more subscribers. I mean, it's part of the race against T series. So. I was never on the
1: PewDiePie train. I didn't like any of his gameplay videos, but that he's now into like
2: a meme channel. Yeah, Tim showed <laughs> me the day he's kind of changed. He format. makes me laugh. So only that's...
0: yeah, only videos I w- ever watch of PewDiePie. I'm not subscribed to him. One of the few left in the world, I guess. Same. But um, whenever Tim does show me videos of him, they are pretty funny. Like he he can't make me laugh. Loud but...
2: equals funny. That and that's why like Aaron versus like Dan and them like. Dan and Aaron, uh, Dan and John were not loud people, and then Aaron's just obnoxious. And, but people like
0: and Dan's from Jersey, so he's loud. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> no, he's a soft. he's a nice yeah, little I, Jewish I, I boy.
0: Actually, actually, well, I didn't watch Game Grumps when John was on there. So whenever I see videos of John on Game Grumps, I'm like, it feels weird. Yeah. I'm used to Danny just being like his quirky self, and I like. I actually prefer Dan over there now.
2: I feel like that's the way I am with like kill switch when uh when it's a song with jesse versus howard because i listened to him when it was howard and then Mm -hmm. then i went back and i listened to jesse then it became jesse again i'm like i don't know well jesse
0: the first time was good jesse when he came back was like eh but uh two different beasts man they could do different things and like howard just had a more howard had a more uh grander yeah he had a better range and just a grander like singing voice and jesse just didn't have that Jesse had like really
1: good like high-pitched metal core yeah
2: but yeah, do y'all.
1: So, so all the ch- of all the channels that you grew up watching to the subscribers that you watch now, if you had to recommend one YouTube channel to our audience to check out, that we grew up just one. No, now oh, somebody now. you're subscribed to now, okay. or someone maybe you you watched when you were younger and they're still putting out content. Who's someone? One channel, just one. I already know one that you would recommend to our
2: audience to check out because. I
1: don't know. Um,
2: I might know. I'm gonna say Gang Grumps, just because Gangrumps has infinite amount of content, it's and true. you can you can rabbit hole for weeks, months, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they have a little bit something for everyone. And their um, videos
0: are only ten minutes long. Yeah, most so, of most of them.
2: Um, and if not, to just watch a best of video, just one best of video, and if you like that, then. Yeah,
0: definitely get get on a best of video, and that'll turn you onto their like kind of humor and the kind of people they are when they're playing games. Um, definitely that. Anybody, I'd have to say this is a this is an anime analytical uh, channel, but he's a guy who's made like some of the most in depth, best videos I've ever seen anybody like make, and uh, he's only made like twenty something videos, but they're all like incredibly researched, uh, supporting details. Uh, his name's uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf. Um, I showed you guys, uh, he did a video about Junji Ito and like how he's uh, turned to like, uh, he's the godfather of like horror manga and how he's like, oh, just yeah. so, and how it, he made a video about that and a video about, he made like the first million view Hunter Hunter video. It's a video called Why You Should Watch slash Read Hunter Hunter. He did one for Berserk. He's done one for JoJo. He did like an hour and a half long one for One Piece. I've watched all of these and like, I never lost interest in them. Because he just like he's so engaging, he knows all the facts. Like I think I'm pretty sure this guy went to like school for some like for the, how well he writes this stuff down.
2: Yeah, like um, he's journalist, pretty much. Yeah, and
0: he and it's just like all the stuff that like really caters to like my interests, whatever. Um, so his name's Super Eye Patch Wolf, and like he recently posted a video, um, called "Why You Should Still Watch Hunter Hunter." And though he's only put out like a little bit of content over like the two or three years he's been putting out content, he's been seeing like a lot of support. And, like, people are just, like, asking him, like, do this video, do that video, kind of, you know, put all this stuff out. And he's, like, kind of, like, bombarded with it, and he's just kind of, like, he's just a simple guy, and he just kind of wants to make videos that he likes, that he thinks p- other people will like. And he's done, like, handfuls of meetups at cons, but he just has, he feels like, uh, he compared it to uh, the guy who wrote, um, what's what's the anime, or what's the manga, Yu Yu Hakusho, how he the guy who wrote Yu Yu Hakusho ended the manga because he was so stressed out to finish it and he rushed the ending and the guy who wrote it he said, I finished Yu Yu Hakusho out of my own, uh, my own selfishness and he says he doesn't want to do that. He wants to finish things the way he has always sought out to be and he's taking a break because he feels so stressed out about it. He doesn't want things to go wrong for his channel and I respect that. He's only put a little bit of content but all of his content is like the best I've ever seen for that genre. So Super Eye Patch Wolf, I definitely recommend going watching uh, his video for Hunter Hunter and his video about why you should watch/slash read uh, Berserk.
2: And Zach, tell us about Jim Marbles.
1: Um, no, it's not actually. The, uh, this is tough. And being the one who pitched this, you would think I would have one just off the top of my head. No, nope. don't because I watch so many. I would recommend, there's this channel called It's a Me Milo. Uh, it's, it's it, me Milo yeah it's this kid never heard of this one it's this kid named Miles and he's from overseas and he makes these videos like documentary style videos and even here in like 2019 he walks around with like a handheld like camcorder And so he, he, like, he'll take a story of, like, him leaving home to go to university and what it's like leaving home and being at university with his brother. And he takes just, like, the short thing that would be packing his bags and jumping on a train and and leaving for university and turns it into, like, this this 30 to 45-minute video documentary style to where he cuts between different – the footage and then him like in his dorm like like talking about it like <sighs> to be so young to be like i think he's younger than me and and making the content that he makes and it feels super like intimate and at home and relatable and it doesn't feel like this huge production because it's not but the way that he narrates and edits and pieces together these different scenes and how he doesn't like lead straight into it with the video, the video just starts, and then like towards the middle of the video you're like it clicks and it makes sense, and it makes sense as to why he put this scene here or this scene here um, he did he did one video where he talks about getting locked out of his dorm or out of his out of this room that they rented, and he just <laughs> makes simple things into like really Right, interesting. but it, it's like super, like when it's over, you're, you like you feel something watching his videos. It doesn't feel like a YouTube video. but it, it doesn't feel like the super big like documentary thing either. It's hard to explain. I would just say just pick any video and, and watch it. He, he, he's done a video, his dad has ALS, and this is back before the uh, ALS bucket challenge. challenge. Mm-hmm. And he makes this video for his dad, but you don't realize that it's for his dad until the end of the video. Because he doesn't do like these clickbaity titles. He just, he's, he's the, he makes these type of videos to where somebody will just say something random in the video, and then he puts that as the title. So it's like, the white duck jump on a lily pad or something like random you're like why would i click on this but then you watch it and 45 minutes later you like you feel like
0: so it feels genuine
1: it's super genuine yes that's
0: that's definitely a huge appeal when like content is like it doesn't feel clickbaity it doesn't feel like you you know you scratch the surface and there it is it's kind of like it's way more
1: right personal for like the kind of experience what they want to put out and that's Mm -hmm. like and his videos are scarce. He, it's not like he uploads all the time. He uploads every couple of months. But yeah. it's, you can tell that there's a lot of thought. And, and there's, he puts a lot into the videos that he makes. And he's not out to become this big YouTuber. He's not out to... He's here to share his story. You can tell this is almost like like videos that he made like, for his family. Yeah. And, and we all get a chance to see it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. cool so i would say definitely i definitely recommend him because his editing style and the, his storytelling is very inspirational on because i want to make videos when i go on my trip but i want it to mean something i don't want it to yeah. be like oh i'm in flagstaff and this is what people in vans do and I are super super clickbait instagram famous no like cheater, i want it to bitch. There's a I bear wanna... outside my van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not clickbait. Not clickbait. Yeah. Will I survive? And so it's just Yeah, he's I pull a lot of inspiration. What from was him. his name
2: again? It's his a, his YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, his YouTube channel is it's it's a me Milo. So it's a me M Y L E O. And we'll have
2: like Leo. links to
0: all these channels, yes. of course, all the ones that we recommend. That yeah. we watch today and stuff like that in the in the description of the video. Yeah. and
2: then also uh, just to pretty much for the last part of the podcast, uh, our friend David Kavakis, who just moved to Japan, mm-hmm. uh, he actually just started doing a YouTube video, and they're like super high quality. They're really good. They're actually <laughs> really, really, had really a new good. New one? Yeah, he yeah. just had a new one. that just came out today, uh, and his name is Gaijin X Study, mm-hmm. and that's G A I J I N X. The word study yeah so and uh we'll have it in the description too but he uh he's in japan so he's like reviewing ramen and just japan, content japanese stuff japanese
0: <laughs> goods and he did like one a really in-depth one about ramen where like these famous ramen shops versus like their ramen versus like their version of it you could buy at like a 7-eleven mm-hmm. type deal and they're like really like they feel personal they feel like he's just talking to you and that's right. why they're good and it's yeah. just like that's also because it's, it's our buddy david he's like yeah he's yeah. making really yeah. good videos man i'm I hope they really like, do well yeah,
1: but yeah, I'm sure he will man his 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 uh you you posted his video in the group chat and the I think I was logged in as the the, Podcast. the, mochi. the mochi YouTube channel, but I subscribed to him, and yeah dude, his videos are blowing
2: up he's gaining subscribers like crazy mm-hmm. and well, he's getting that uh the different country market. Yeah. So he's getting Japan and the United States and every other... So he was other, talking, in, he was talking just, in Japanese on that
1: video, wasn't he? It's, it's cool to see... It's just cool to see that people from here, people that we know from... I only know him from these bands I used to watch back in the early 2000s, that people from Birmingham are doing and creating and putting themselves out there to make cool content. And that's what I appreciate more than anything, is that... You see all these people online, it's like, well, I'll never meet them in my life and oh, they're big and famous. But like these are people that we know that we have some type of connection to. Like MK Slat, he's yeah. blowing up. He's huge. Um
2: I'm trying to get him you get to You got Dustin, with he's us, he's pushing
1: his his clothing brand and all his stuff's blowing and up. And it's
0: like, and, well, something I said earlier, there's a lot of talent coming out of like when I talked about Tim, all these rappers he shoots videos for, it was like there's a lot of talent coming out of Birmingham, but not just like in like music, it's just like like every the whole everybody's putting out cool stuff like mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of why I feel so like happy to be a part of this cuz I feel like we're a part of something putting out cool content it's just something i never that's thought going a,
2: somewhere i I, yeah.
0: I never thought it would be a part of like a podcast like i'd always thought about like hey that'd be cool to be on a podcast or it'd be cool to be on let's play and like next thing i know we're, like we're doing this now mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's which awesome. is
1: super cool to see people come to us People that we haven't heard from in years be like, yo, podcast is sick. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that badass, that's awesome. People mm-hmm. have it since like I was like regularly going to shows
0: and like out of state too, like in like places in like Florida and like Atlanta and, and uh, Tennessee where they're like, dude, sounds awesome, it's cool. Yeah.
2: That's Y'all badass. sound like a podcast. <laughs> so, and then another thing, Zach. Yo. We talking about being a podcast and it like really going, but what if you uh, don't know where to find our podcast? Where can people find our podcast?
1: You can find our podcast on every audio platform ever. I, I, think, <laughs> I said the same I thing. Wanna I want to like, say... Ever. I, I think it's safe to say we're on everything. that everything. Google+. Plus? The three major, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Uh, we're also on Pocket Cast. You can get us on CastBox. You can get us on Stitcher. You can get us on podbean and podbay and podcast app on your phone probably I don't know everything you can you can find us on yeah. everything and if for whatever reason we're not there you can head over to mochipodcast.com because i individually every episode upload them to the mochipodcast.com so say you don't have these podcasting apps say you don't have itunes and you don't pay for spotify premium and you don't want to download all this other stuff you can go to google chrome on your cell phone go to mochi podcast we have a tab it says uh episodes or streams or
2: yeah something.
1: the episodes are there and you can listen to it within your browser on your phone and with chrome maybe safari as well you can actually minimize the app and lock your phone and still have the audio play and listen mm-hmm. to our full episodes yeah. um, we're also on youtube for everyone who does already listen to us as audio we put out videos every week over on our youtube page so we upload all those videos to mochipodcast.com as well subscribe
2: yeah hit that bell subscribe. and if you are a um, if you are a spotify and iTunes are the biggest ones. If you are on iTunes, we would love for you to give us five stars if you like the podcast. If you're on Spotify, we would love for you to follow us uh, Mm -hmm. to get new updates and everything like Mm -hmm. that. We have all our socials. We have Instagram at Mochi Podcast, Twitter at Mochi Podcast. And then even at the website, if you want to ever submit questions or follow what we're doing, uh, those are the best outlets to go to. Um, So, yeah. Uh, we, is... read, uh, we read we read uh, viewer-submitted
1: questions, typically. I know I say that a lot, but we really do. We read your questions. If you have any topics or anything that you want us to talk about, like uh, YouTube channels that we grew up watching, go over to mochipodcast.com, click on the Ask Us button, and, um, yeah, we could uh, read your topic on the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. And tell your friends, too. Uh, it's awesome to see... Every all these people that we haven't talked to in years find out about our podcast and yeah they're sharing episodes and stuff. If you have a favorite episode, share it with somebody. You never know,
2: maybe maybe they'll like it. Example of Hayden. Hayden was the only person that liked content when he was in school. Imagine if he imagine he had people that liked the same thing as he liked. Yeah, yeah.
1: And we love all our friends. And you've seen we have guests. people who are just like man. We love what you're doing. Let's. I I want to be on. Hell yeah, we got an empty chair right there. Come, you can be on an episode with us. Submit an application and we might consider you Yeah, so yeah. Thanks for hanging out this week. I've been your host, Zach, with my host, Hayden, and his host, Tim. Um, uh, we'll catch you next Friday, I guess, right,
2: boys? Yeah, and 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 we love Tim. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 we love Tim. Watch anime
1: <laughs> next week. We're talking about anime, son.